Hello, it's Christina Khater. Allow me to welcome you all to the Christie's Talk, an insightful podcast series powered by Christie's Lab. In today's episode, we delve deeper into the incremental role ESG metrics play in triggering and capturing the attention of investors with the senior advisor and the head of investments at USAID, Mr. Danny Malouli. Danny, thanks for being here, and it is our utmost pleasure having you with us to have a deep dive into the role of ESG in shaping the future of sustainable investments. To start off, could you walk our listeners through a deep dive on the work that the USAID, TIFF's investment department does, particularly in terms of mobilizing investment for development in line with the UN 2030 agenda of the 17 SDGs? Thank you, Christina. It's a great pleasure to be here today to talk about the USAID uh, TIF activities in, in, in Lebanon. Trade and Investment Facilitation, or the TIF uh, project uh, by USAID, it's $70 million program, basically to enhance the economic opportunities in, in Lebanon. And how we do that is by facilitating trade, unlocking uh, export potential for the private sector in Lebanon, promoting the investment and initiating uh, policy reforms as well. So we support the private Lebanese companies, including the associations and the cluster uh, of companies, technically in the uh, manufacturing and industrial sector, the agro-food processing, the knowledge economy and ICT, so information communication technology and business services. Also, we support the hospitality and tourism sectors. And given the crisis, the energy and the food security crisis, we are as well supporting or we added to our uh, uh, sectors the renewable energy and the food security, you know, to, uh, to tackle these uh, challenges when it comes to these sectors. So the TIF program achieves its goals by building sustainable partnerships among the local players. Uh, in, uh, in Lebanon and the trade and investment, of course. And we work towards accomplishing uh, basically three objectives. The first is to increase the exports of the Lebanese goods and services, to facilitate the investment in the Lebanese private sector, uh, to, and to improve the business and investment enabling uh, as well environment. Now to focus specifically on the investment facilitation support, uh, so we help and we support the private sector to become investment ready. And how we do that, so basically we offer uh, transaction advisory services. So we help or we assist these companies in uh, their company valuation, for example, if they need to raise funds. We do their financial due diligence, feasibility studies, business plans, market expansion plan. We prepare their investors pitch deck. And we do that by partnering with investment, with local uh, investment advisory firms as well. So we cover from A to Z everything related to advisory services to uh, make these companies investment ready. Uh, Plus, we uh, try as well to match these companies with potential investors. So our objective is as well to bring in investment to these companies. So once we make them investment ready, we use our network to raise funds for these companies. So... To date, uh, we uh, supported more than 45 companies for a cumulative investment portfolio of more than $500 million, out of which we were successfully able to close 10 uh, 10 transactions. 
So we raised funds for 10 companies uh, for a total of around 55 million uh, million dollars. So uh, through these uh, these uh, these efforts, TIF has supported the growth and the development of the local uh, companies, and as well we encouraged foreign investors to explore opportunities in Lebanon, especially during these times, because you know a lot of investors they lost trust in the Lebanese economy. So we need to bring back all the support that we are providing for these companies is to bring back the trust for investors, for the global community to, you know, re, uh, reinvest in Lebanon. And all these initiatives, which are at the core of the SDG guidelines, played a very important role in attracting uh, investment, stimulating the economic activity, and uh, most importantly, in creating job opportunities and sustain the existing jobs as well uh, in the country. And we as well have a very important factor is to enhance the women and the youth participation in the, work, uh, in the workforce in Lebanon. Thank you, Daniel. Now more than ever, we all realize that a growing central standard in the investment world is the focus on environmental, social and governance ESG factors. How does USAID incorporate ESG considerations into its investment initiatives? Thank you, Christina, for this question. Actually, it's very, uh, it's a very important question tackling the ESG, given that the ESG has becoming uh, a, uh, on a global level. It's a very hot topic. Now everyone is talking about ESG, even you have like investment funds shifting their investment strategies to become ESG compliant and investing in only companies that are ESG compliant. USAID program, uh, we integrated ESG uh, considerations into our investment initiatives uh, by supporting programs that uh, promote environmental sustainability, uh, social responsibility and most importantly the good uh, good governance specifically in Lebanon and we will talk about that later so in this context TIF has partnered with Capital Concept which is an ESG consultancy firm to enroll 100 Lebanese companies to become ESG compliant so the program uh, we launched the program back in uh, uh, April 2020, uh, 2021 which is uh, called the ESG stewardship program to basically allow these companies to implement the international ESG methodologies into their practices, uh, which has proven to attract uh, investment and access to finance opportunities. So through this support, we helped address the economic uh, challenges by technically preparing the grounds for the investments through the follow-up that we did with these companies, the support, the mentorship, the gap analysis that we did when it comes to the E, the S and the G and proposing, you know, recommendations on how these companies should, you know, transform their operation to become ESG compliant. And uh, so this extensive ESG program is becoming more and more important, not just for investors, for suppliers as well, for the clients, for the whole community and stakeholders it's becoming very uh, important for their you know, uh, operations. And, and most importantly for them to expand, you know, because today in Lebanon, given the crisis, a lot of companies, they want to you know, expand 
outside of, of Lebanon, so especially in Europe. So you need to be ESG compliant. So by doing so technically, it's not only encouraging better business practices, but as well, we make these companies more attractive to investors who, as I mentioned, ESG is becoming very important within their investment strategies. Could you share a specific example of a successful investment initiative that the USAID has implemented in Lebanon? Sure, I mean, we've been very active, uh, actually, and uh, since we launched the pro- uh, the program, uh, we've been very, very active in the investment uh, ecosystem in Lebanon. So uh, part of our activities and successful activities that we did is we supported the creation of uh, new investment funds, uh, you know, given the banking crisis uh, since uh, 2019 uh, in Lebanon, there is a lack of financing. So our objective within TIF is to create an alternative financing mechanism uh, in Lebanon. So try to, you know, uh, come up come up with new innovative solutions for these companies to raise, uh, to raise funds. So we're supporting the creation of investment funds, as well as we're offering, uh, as previously mentioned, transaction advisory services to help these businesses uh, navigate the investment, uh, the difficult investment you know, environment uh, in Lebanon. So to mention the few, uh, one very successful, uh, I mean, it's a successful uh, initiative that we did is we launched a $20 million solar and renewable energy fund, basically targeting to provide financial support to Lebanese businesses in raising funds to shift to renewable energy, you know, given the energy crisis and the high energy cost uh, in Lebanon. So we're, sub- we're financing through this fund, we're financing these companies to install or to adopt uh, renewable energy solutions. So how we did that at, uh, at USAID, so we subsidized the operational cost for, these, uh, for the fund. So we we provided a grant with a half a million dollar grant uh, to cover the uh, the startup cost for the fund plus we injected two million dollars uh, into the fund to be invested into these companies so uh, by doing that uh, we're encouraging uh, new investors as well to uh, inject money into the fund so uh, that's on the solar energy. Another initiative as well is uh, we're establishing a factoring and reverse factoring. Talking a little bit technical words here. So that's that's a financing mechanism that to create a cash flow liquidity for companies in the trade finance. So, you know, in the import-export, uh, you have receive accounts receivables, payables, uh, you know, companies when they... They, they export, they get paid like in 90 days, 60 days, or 120 days. So this financing mechanism is to create this liquidity during this time period for these companies, for them to be able you know, to have uh, a positive cash flow. So this is as well, we're gonna launch the, uh, a pilot project very, uh, very soon, within the coming month, uh, within this, uh, this financing mechanism. Also, another as well successful initiative that we did, we partnered with Alfanar to launch the first impact investment fund in the MENA region, basically to uh, invest in social uh, social enterprises. 
So basically as well, we supported this fund by providing, uh, similar to the solar, uh, what I mentioned, the solar and renewable energy fund. So we provided $1.2 million to cover the operational cost uh, for the fund and uh, as an investment uh, ticket as well to be invested in social enterprises. So basically, Alfanar and that, w- w- with our support, they can de-risk the fund for for other investors who are as well interested to invest in the impact uh, investment uh, space. Also, we're we're support we're in the process of supporting other several funds uh, as well uh, in the VC or venture capital space to invest in uh, technology startups. So, as I mentioned, our uh, objective is to create this alternative financial uh, ecosystem in Lebanon. Thank you, Dani. As the head of investments at USAID TIF project in Lebanon, what do you see as the biggest challenges and opportunities for attracting private investment to support development programs in the country? Well, as you know, in, uh, in Lebanon, we're facing a lot of challenges. But as I always say, with, uh, you know, uh, with crisis comes opportunities. So, uh, so attracting a private uh, investment uh, in Lebanon, uh, so it presents both substantial challenges uh, and opportunities as well. So to name the few of the challenges that uh, we've been facing uh, throughout the past three years uh, in the program, uh, you know, we all know that there is a huge uh, country risk. So, so basically investors, they often put a lot of weight on the country risk when assessing an investment opportunity. Uh, so including factors like you know the political instability, the uh, economic volatility, the corruption. Uh, so all these are factors within whenever they want you know to take a decision to invest or uh, or not. And Lebanon, uh, you know, as I mentioned, has has faced a severe, a severe economic uh, crisis marked by hyperinflation, a huge devaluation, uh, you know, in the Lebanese pound the banking restrictions. So all these, you know, discouraged foreign investment. So that this is, you know, a part of uh, the risk that, you know, the, the, the global community take into consideration when they need to assess uh, any investment opportunity. Another uh, challenge is, you know, the family ownership in, in, in Lebanon, uh, you know, the family structure ownership in Lebanon. As you know, most of the Lebanese businesses are family-owned, which basically can complicate the investment process to global investors. Because these businesses, you know, uh, they have often a different operational and decision-making structure compared when, uh, you know, you are a public, uh, you know, public-owned company. So, or a more uh, structured when it comes to the governance. So, for, for example, uh, these companies may lack the former uh, governance structure because it's a, in most cases, you know, it's, it's the family or the relatives who run the business. While, and so that creates a lack of transparency to many investors because they need, you know, uh, a proper uh, governance uh, in the company structure. You need to set, to have a board of directors, we need to have, you know, advisory board as well. So investors and especially global investors, they need to see these structure within uh, the Lebanese companies, which we lack. Uh, we have, you know, a huge 
a gap in that in that space. Also, as well, matters of succession, uh, you know, and the varying views among the family members. Sometimes it creates conflict between, you know, uh, the family members, which we see. We saw a lot of cases that you know uh, these companies they they just you know either completely shut down or you know they just uh, separate uh, the business. Uh, so these factors create a lot of instability, uh, which is a big risk for for the global investors. Another challenge uh, as well, you have the regulatory environment in Lebanon. So the legal and the uh, regulatory framework can sometimes uh, pose challenges, you know, and we face a lot of difficulties in the regulatory environment in Lebanon. So you have a lot of uh, you know inefficiencies, lack of the clarity, inconsistencies in the, the regulations. So all these factors as well they can create problems to uh, to investors. I mean. So uh, you know as well we have a lot of challenges in, uh, in the country, but just these to name the few. As I mentioned, with with challenges, with crisis comes you know uh, opportunities. So. Um, one of the uh, opportunities we see in the country is the, the Lebanese diaspora engagement in Lebanon. So at USA TIFF, we, uh, we're working, uh, we're trying you know, uh, to work on a Lebanese diaspora strategy to bring in these, or this diaspora to, as well to reinvest in, uh, in their homeland. So uh, uh, we see that by engaging this group, there is a huge potential to unlock substantial investments into the Lebanese economy. Also, we saw a lot of uh, opportunities in specific sectors uh, in Lebanon. For example, the manufacturing and the industrial sector create a great opportunity for, and there is a huge potential in these sectors uh, to investors. Because we, we know Lebanon has been dependent a lot on the hospitality and the tourism sector, which is doing been doing uh, great but we have a great potential within the manufacturing space as well i mean the quality of the product and the potential that they have is is huge so uh, i think we and we think at, at usa tiff uh, we have a great potential for these uh, sectors for investors to invest in these companies in the agro-food space as well, it's, uh, uh, you have a great potential as well in the agro-food. So uh, basically, uh, these sectors create uh, great opportunities for the global community as well. Also, one of the opportunities that we have is the ESG commitment that we, uh, you know, we, uh, we, uh, we spoke uh, about. So there is, as I mentioned, there is a growing trend in the businesses committing to the environmental, the social and the governance standards. So uh, like the entities under or the companies that joined our, uh, you know, ESG stewardship program, uh, this, this could make the Lebanese companies more attractive to the uh, you know to to a lot of investors who make the the ESG as essential into their investment uh, strategy. So as as the head of investment at the USAID uh, TIF program, I believe our role is to leverage these opportunities uh, while working at the same time to mitigate uh, mitigate the challenges. This include advocating uh, the improvements and the governance and the regulations 
providing technical assistance to the family-owned businesses uh, to enhance their transparency and stability, when it, specifically uh, when it comes to the governance, and promoting the benefits uh, of the ESG standards to the potential investors. So what advice would you like to give to investors in Lebanon? Where do you see the investment geographic priorities are geared towards? Uh, very good question. So uh, investing today, investing in Lebanon, despite all the challenges that, uh, that we have, can be a rewarding uh, experience, both when it comes to financially and in terms of contributing to the country's development and recovery, which is our main you know, objective at, uh, at USAID and specifically at USAID TIF project. So on the, on the long-term perspective, we consider investments in Lebanon should be on a long-term you know, uh, perspective. So not invest on the short term. So because short term sometimes, short term investment, it creates a lot of uncertainties. You know, given the high volatility that we have in the country, you should always, our, our, our advice is to invest on the long term. And, uh, you know, we have great opportunities that exist on the long term, especially as, you know, as we see that the country works towards an economic recovery. So I know that a lot of uh, work should be done uh, to the economic recovery, but we should start somewhere. So we really need to encourage investors to invest on the long term. The sector analysis, for example, so you have certain sectors such as, as we mentioned, hospitality and tourism, agro-food, renewable energy. These sectors present as well significant opportunities. So our advice you have that to the global investors community, you have a lot of opportunities in these sectors that you can really start looking into. Okay. We know that investments take time you know, to materialize, so to close the transaction, it takes a lot of work, it takes time. So at least we advise and we invite the global investors community to start looking into these great opportunities that we have in Lebanon. Also, uh, we advise the, the international investors to, uh, you know, to collaborate with, the lo with local partners who really understand the landscape and can really help them navigate the unique aspects of the Lebanese market. So partnering with the local community, and we have great potential partners in, in, in Lebanon, that a lot of them that we're working with uh, at, uh, at the TIF program. So we encourage them to, uh, you know, to approach these local partners and to, to create new opportunities or new innovative you know, uh, a solution for the country. Also, you know, the ESG focus, we've been, you know, focusing a lot on, uh, discussing a lot on the ESG. So again, as I mentioned, our ESG stewardship program, a lot of Lebanese businesses benefited from this program. Uh, they, uh, you know, they committed uh, to, become, uh, to become ESG compliant. Uh, this as well, so we as well advise and we invite the global investors as well to look into these companies for potential investment. So as for the, because you mentioned about the geographical investment priorities as well, so 
the investment in Lebanon it's not only specifically into you know Beirut region or you have a lot of big potential companies in the north for example in Lebanon the Bekaa Valley and these are in the agro food and the manufacturing space and they have huge potential and a lot of them they export you know to international markets they have 40 50 or 60% of their you know uh, turnover is uh, from the uh, from exports so and you have a lot of these companies located in the north and the bekaa uh, some of them in the south so we have a lot of you know potential and growth development in these areas within uh, within the country so there is an opportunity to to stimulate the the, the local economy create jobs and to and contribute to reducing the you know regional disparities within uh, within the country what type of investors are you mainly targeting and engaging with okay so basically we don't have any limitations when it comes to any type of investor you know we uh, we work with so we approach all type of investors being it uh, an angel investor, a family office, venture capital or private equity fund, any type, you know, of of institutional investor. We already worked with development financial institutions or DFIs, as I mentioned, institutional investors, family offices. So we're engaging a lot with these investors to invest in, in, uh, in the Lebanese private sector. So uh, we recognize the importance of encouraging the investor from the Lebanese diaspora as well, uh, who is, in most cases, they know the country, they know the people, they know the economy, uh, the weaknesses and the strengths of the economy. So, and they know what are the main productive sectors in the country. So these are, at the end, you know, Lebanese, so it's their homeland. So, uh, so we're working a lot on the Lebanese diaspora as well to engage them and invest in the country. So, to and to attract Lebanese investors, uh, you know, living abroad, uh, as I mentioned previously, we have drafted a strategy, a diaspora strategy, that identifies the main engagement areas or, or plans to allow you know these investors to to spot the right investment opportunities for them. So uh, the diaspora funding to us is a main pillar, which we believe it can play a major role in supporting and relaunching the recovery of the Lebanese, uh, the Lebanese economy. And we've been seeing and hearing and, uh, a lot, and witnessing a lot of new initi- initiatives by the Lebanese diaspora. They really want to commit and to contribute to the Lebanese economic recovery. So this is why, uh, you know, uh, at TIF, uh, or TIF is directly targeting the diaspora investments uh, through the investment uh, deal close. So we are engaging them and sometimes we, you know, we uh, offer them good opportunities uh, to look into uh, and to invest or to assess for a potential investment because we are working directly with these companies. We are helping them in the advisory uh, services to make them investment ready. So sometimes we uh, share these potential opportunities with the Lebanese uh, diaspora, you know, uh, to close on the transaction. So, um, and many uh, actually existing transactions that we closed, 
they were funded by either regional funds managed or run by Lebanese diaspora or, uh, you know, family offices, uh, Lebanese family offices outside of Lebanon as well. Uh, so we have uh, several cases uh, that we engage the Lebanese diaspora to invest into these companies. And the fund creation as well. Uh, so we've been uh, approaching several DFIs, several institutional investors, that they really showed interest to inject money into these funds that uh, we're supporting. So, for example, in the solar and energy renewable fund, we're in very advanced discussions with European institutional investors and European DFIs and, uh, you know, global large, uh, you know, organizations and uh, groups. Uh, they showed serious interest to uh, as well inject funding or to contribute as investors into these investment funds. Also, as well, we're currently in the discussion to prepare for an investors event in Lebanon, uh, you know, to bring in all uh, the local, the regional and, you know, the global investors and to showcase our, you know, support uh, as USAID support uh, in Lebanon and to showcase uh, these opportunities or these companies that we supported in Lebanon that can be a potential uh, investment uh, for uh, these uh, investors. So to, you know, to, uh, to conclude, so our effort demonstrates the importance of leveraging the financial resources and the expertise of first the Lebanese diaspora community, uh, the, you know, uh, the whole global community, the regional community, in creating a sustainable and prosperous future uh, for Lebanon. Thank you, Danny, for the industry insights and invaluable input. Our talk today has come to an end. Thank you for tuning in for this episode. If you found this content valuable, be sure to subscribe at www.christieslab.com and share with others who are passionate about leadership and business talks. Until next time, remember, ESG investments are smart investments. Thank you so much, uh, Christina, for this uh, valuable and insightful uh, conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you, Danny. Thanks. Thanks.